Rumors say that Sue Storm could be played by Sue Storm. Could be... Wait, what? Could, <laughs> That's could, my fault on the notes. Yes, whoa. <laughs> hey, fatheads, get in the boom. Y'all about to listen to the two fat dudes. Come on. D-list internet celebs, the top of the crop. Always slinging you the news with them nerd cred chops. Now listen up and listen well. The two fat dudes is coming, anyone can tell. Dukes of digression, princes of pods, they'll rock your socks, they just can't stop. The two fat dudes are coming your way. The two fat dudes are coming your way. The two fat dudes are coming your way. TFD Nerdcast 571. Nerdcast! Nerdcast! It's that time! And Kathy on the weather. So I just wanted to go radio intro there. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, like now we that. just need to find Kathy to do the weather. Like a throwback 90s <laughs> DJ kind of thing. <laughs> I'm not doing the weather for you assholes. Fuck you, Kathy. <laughs> we don't need you. We got Ricky Timbo doing our music and hiding under the table. That's right. That's all we need. TFD Nerdcast 571. 571. It's your boy, Zach. And I'm Chad. You know who it is. And this is our first episode since the holiday season. Because we our, our, we were supposed to record on Christmas Day. Yeah. Which obviously wasn't going to happen. Yeah, no, we weren't going to do that. We had other shit to do. Come on now. Yeah, and we didn't exactly put something together to fill that gap. So here we are. Oops. What we did do in, in the meantime, Don't get though. mad because we took Christmas off. Yeah, anyway. Come on now. Oh, humbug. <laughs> What we did do in the meantime, though, is we both saw Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. Yes, we did. And so today we are going to review that, but there were two big stories that we really wanted to hit on, both involving the MCU, that happened while we were away. And so, with that, let me tell you about our sponsor for the episode, and it's ourselves. Oh! That's tfdnerdcast.threadless.com Oh, and what do they do there? Well, you can buy all kinds of cool stuff with TFD Nerdcast logos on it, like duvets, t-shirts, uh, uh. Uh, I think there's, like, dry fit exercise wear. What? Yeah, you could get all kinds of stuff. Shower curtains for grandma, as we always love to say. With three different TFD Nerdcast logos, motherfucker. Count three. One, two, three. Not four, not five, but three. Yeah. Oh, when you make it sound like there's more options, then you tell them there's not. Shh, there's three, and that's awesome. Yeah, because all you need is three. Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck okay. higher numbers. <laughs> Three logos. You got our old school, our current logo. You can get us our, our, the comic book versions of us. You can also get, of course, the TFD D-list internet celebrity logo. My personal favorite. It's a good one. TFDnerdcast.threadless.com. Go, Go there. Buy our wares. And with that, it's time for the updates. <laughs> Here's the fucking updates. All right, so we're kind of freeballing it this week uh, because normally we'd have like a big thing of notes, but there's really only two things to talk Shh, about. Pull in the curtain. Pull in the curtain. Oh, I mean, we are 100% <laughs> fully planned and ready to go for this. It's all right, man. They already know we take notes. Remember when we <laughs> fucked up last week when oh, yeah. Sue Storm was going to be cast as Sue Storm? <laughs> That's, That's right. it. No, but anyway, but anyway, I I mean, she would be a great casting. I mean, it's hard to argue with, you know, it's fine. Uh, first up, of course, a lot of, a lot of shit has gone down with Jonathan Majors. Oh, much. We're tired of it. Yeah. You're tired of hearing about it. We're tired of talking about it, but there has finally been some finality to it. Yeah. Dude found guilty. Marvel fires him pretty much immediately, and so all those rumors, of course, flare up again. Of oh, they're gonna replace it. They're gonna replace Kang with Doctor Doom, and then there's and now there is the rumor that no, they're not gonna do that. They're gonna do the smart thing, and just recast Kang. As we've been saying, why would you fucking replace a character instead of the actor? Why would you fuck your entire story up and just not replace the actor? 
Indeed. And so that looks like, anyway, the current rumor is that that's what they are doing. And there is one person who is kind of circling the role, apparently. He's the top contender for it. And that is Mr. Coleman Domingo. If you haven't heard of Coleman Domingo, here's a few of the things that he's done. Uh, for me, the the thing that I know him most from is the movie Candyman. It was the remake of Candyman from a couple years ago, from 2021. I thought he was really good in that. I thought that, that was a good movie. He actually was Candyman. Uh, no, he wasn't no. Candyman. Okay, who was he then? He was like a he was oh, fuck. What was was he Candyman? William Burke. I don't. Now I'm trying. Now you got no, no. He wasn't. He wasn't Candyman. He was the. Uh, so there was like a a, a reporter like you know lo- trying to dig into shit like he, gotcha. he was doing that that whole thing because Yaya Abdul Mateen was Candyman. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure Yaya Abdul-Mateen was Candyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, so I, I've seen him in that. He was also uh, just this year in The Color Purple. He was on the show Euphoria as Ali, if anyone's seen that. Uh, he was um, Zendaya's friend at the rehab or like the um, well, like the Alcoholics Anonymous or the Narcotics Anonymous meetings. Um, he was the voice of Unicron in Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Unicron. And uh, he also was Victor Strand for 109 episodes on The Walking Dead. Not fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Dead. Walking Dead. Important discernment, Zachary. Yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with, uh, you know, the great Walking Dead bake-off or whatever else Kirkman is coming up with next for fucking Walking <laughs> oh Dead spinoffs. Oh my god, holy hot show idea alert. <laughs> Zombies uh, making cakes. <laughs> that's... Yep. Fear the Baking Dead. <laughs> that's the show and it's one of those theme shows where where it's just all about creepy horrible uh things that you decorate but then can eat yes yeah and it's made yeah. by zombies it's yep. like it's in the world of the walking dead oh that's part of the trick to it you have to be in zombie makeup as you're baking it well no like <laughs> it's gonna be you are a zombie yeah so, that's what yeah. i mean you have to bake one <laughs> Well, bake as a zombie. Bake as a zombie. <laughs> How does uh, one make as a zombie? <laughs> peanut butter. Like, oh, you drew the short straw. You're a zombie with no legs today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Call Kirkman. <laughs> Call Kirkman and somebody get Gordon Ramsay. He'll green light any fucking thing. <laughs> you are the worst fucking zombie I've ever worked with. Yeah, that show would sell. Stop eating that dead deer and fucking do your job. <laughs> he likes deer tartare. What do you? <laughs> he sure does. Straight off the bone. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. So, so Coleman Domingo is apparently in the lead for that role. There was also uh, I saw I saw like in an article with uh, Yahoo Entertainment that he had mentioned being interested in working with Marvel and playing a villain before. Like, he's mentioned that in interviews. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I saw the dude act. He's a good actor. I I say give him the shot. I say give him the shot. I really haven't seen, like, anything off of that list that you just just rung off. I'll have to reserve judgment. But, listen... What's probably the bigger story here is what you already mentioned, that they're, you know, they're actually at least, you know, not going to lose their minds entirely. Yeah. And uh, and just piss away Kang, and instead they're going to try to recast him. That would be so stupid. Yeah, well, yeah, it would. And that's why I think, uh, you know, like, like I said, I have to kind of reserve judgment because I haven't really seen his stuff, but I will give whoever they think is a good uh, idea to replace Kang... A shot, just mm-hmm. because I think it's better than pissing away the character. Because then you're wasting... And, and for the record, we're recording this before Jonathan Majors drops his big uh, first interview since my conviction. I thought that, that happened already. Did it? I thought... I, I thought, didn't see it. I, re- I thought I read a quote earlier today from it. I thought it happened later today. Oh, either way, neither of us has been privy to it. So yeah. just, you know, don't don't judge us as though we already know what happened in that interview because we don't. I mean, we yes, we do. He's going to he's going to say that he was innocent. He's going to say that it's a travesty of justice. 
He's gonna he's gonna play for sympathy real well, hard. I don't really care what happened in the interview. What what happened now is a matter of public record, and you know yeah. you can't blame him for firing him. No, you, you can't. You know it, it just it is what it is at this point. You know, like no point in worrying about it other than who the fuck is gonna be Kang, which is why we're talking about Mister Coleman Domingo and why Jonathan Majors is. Out in the past. Die. Sorry, that's a... Oh. Nah. I immediately feel bad for saying it that way, because... Because time travel? Because time travel joke. But you know what? Fuck it. Maybe that's why I shouldn't feel bad. I wouldn't feel bad at all. All right. Good. Then I won't. Yeah, like, there's instances where... There's instances with, you know, like, Chadwick Boseman where I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't want to recast that role. But you've already recast other characters before... And it would be a shame to, because really, if you do a bait and switch now and you pull Doom in, you are you are pissing away Kang, and you are also kind of pissing away Doctor Doom as a replacement. Well, and also, to be completely fair, I, while I get why you would compare the Chadwick Boseman situation because it's the closest thing we have to it, it's not really a fair comparison. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, just in the idea of, like, why or why not to just recast, or why or why not to let the character go away. Right. That's why I'm like, I get a Chadwick Boseman, but this is not an instance to do that. No. 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 Because it's not like the guy... Yeah. I mean, different circumstances entirely. Totally. <laughs> yeah, so... Speaking of different circumstances, <laughs> though, but still at Marvel... <sighs> Kirkman, you did it. I feel like I'm shitting on Kirkman this episode a lot. I don't mean to do no, that. No, we tried to give him a shout out and hook him up with a new show. That's true. The Baking like, Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fear the Baking Dead. But uh, episode so title. <laughs> yep. Fear the Baking Dead. So, uh, you know, the last time we did an episode for you guys, we were talking about how Robert Kirkman accidentally let it out of the bag. That it was really happening that Steven Yoon was going to be the century. And now, Steven Yoon has exited Marvel's Thunderbolts due to scheduling reasons. What? what, what? Yup. Looks like Steven Yoon won't be taking part uh, just because of the shakeups and the way that the you know the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes kind of worked out. It's just not leaving him open, apparently, to be able to take part in the film. So... Or so we're hearing. Or so we're hearing. But... <laughs> I I do have to wonder though if Disney was just was pissed. God, this is one of those times where I wish we were still doing the vid- the video cast so I could look Riley into the camera. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, man, like this is a little too convenient, isn't it? I mean, little like, sus, little sus. Like seriously, man, like who? <laughs> who cancels on Marvel? Because of scheduling, like you, <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Why would you? You give cancel up- the other shit and you do the Marvel shit. Yeah. Okay. That like, and that, uh, that might be sound like maybe that sounds like me oversimplifying. But let's face it, acting like like so many things in this life, not everything, but most things, is a pursuit of money. <laughs> you don't say in that case. That the guys with the biggest wallet or billfold or pocketbook or purse, whatever the fuck you want to call it, are not more worthy of your time than these other motherfuckers. And, and I mean, doing, doing the big budget Marvel thing can be a boon for your career. I mean, well, the problem with it also, though, is a lot of these, th- a lot of these guys get locked into Marvel shit and it's literally all they can do. Yeah. For years. So maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe because he, like, by the way, congratulations to Steven Yoon. If you didn't hear, he and Ali Wong both won Golden Globes for that Netflix show Beef. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So his, I mean, he is a, he's someone who was, was respected, I believe, you know, but I feel like his star is going to be on the rise now after winning the Golden Globes. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe he just made the decision that, being stuck behind a Marvel wall for a couple years isn't what he wants to do, you know? Or maybe, just maybe, Kirkman fucked him. <laughs> or maybe Kirkman fucked him. Maybe. Because he was never announced as Sentry. They never announced the Sentry alone at all. So if none of 
of that was announced, then, you know, why are we all of a sudden getting this exit announcement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> Listen, I I don't know, man. Like, sometimes I, I think uh, coincidence is... Sometimes it, it seems like the kind of thing that should not be a thing, but then other times it seems like, well, yeah, they're a thing, and the only reason you don't believe it is because you don't have any imagination. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. That's how conspiracy theories are born. That is pretty much, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. We're looking at you, Q people. <laughs> so we are. <laughs> so we are. But, yeah, man, that's... I don't know. Well, I, I'm not... I'm not saying this is going to damage Steven Yeun in any I way. So. I don't think it will. I think he's... He himself admitted that he... He said that he would still like to work with Marvel. He was like, yeah, I mean, they're probably a little bit pissed at me right now, and I get that, but hopefully we can still work together in the future. Yeah. He said so. he's had other ideas, so who knows? I mean, we talked about it, you know, before... Personally, I think he'd make a great Martin Lee or, you know, Mr. Negative. Yeah, Mr. Negative. Uh, there is there is a newer character in Marvel who is basically like the Superman of South Korea named Taeguk Ki. Uh, he, he was in this, there was this comic called Tiger Division, which was all about a South Korean superhero team in the Marvel Universe. Oh, okay. Bring him in as Taeguk Ki. There'd could be a work. lot of stuff you could do with him. Yeah. You know. I mean, if he if you thought he might work as a century, and we did, there'd be a lot of options you could do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So hopefully he'll hopefully he'll get another shot at it eventually. But I mean, he's got. I I feel like he's got a lot of press prospects on the horizons. Oh, I know that's that's for sure. But something that doesn't have a lot of prospects on the horizons is the Snyderverse. Oh, and so with that, let's go ahead and hit a spoiler alert, please. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Chad and I both spent money to go and see Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the final film of the Snyderverse. And it is the final because we know that this is it for uh, for Big Jason as Aquaman. The end of the DCEU. Official. And uh, we got a lot to talk about because it's a movie. <laughs> That, that it is. It was over two hours long, and we have a lot to talk about. Chad, where would you like to start with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? Oh, actually, we got to give our our one sentence. That's right, the encompassing sentence. Yeah, yeah. What what's your one sentence, Chad? What do you got for me? You know, I kn- I knew that you could either cook fish or. Serve it as sushi. I never expected it to be so lukewarm. Ooh, nasty. Okay, my one sentence. Let's see. I never expected that purposely cutting Amber Heard out of this film would make it feel so disjointed. Oh, we're going to talk about Miss Heard. We're we're, going to get to it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, but where where to begin, good sir, here? You're you're driving the good ship Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Which port would you care to stop upon? Uh, Let's talk the story itself. The idea that, of course, Black Manta has been going like going around trying to find resources to eventually you know attack aquaman classic villain vengeance tale very classic and he happens upon the dark trident and gets taken over by it a bit and is basically causing global warming to happen at a much faster rate because of like some kind of special fuel that is not allowed to be used anymore and that the, you know, the Atlanteans keep hidden. And, uh, yeah, so he's, he's, if it's so dangerous, why are you hanging on to it? Why have you found a good way to get rid of this shit? I, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Like this is an, like, this is not a, like the plot of this. Not only is like, 
poking at, hey, our planet's dying, you know, like like actual global warming shit. Yeah. But basically that fuel is like nuclear waste and like nuclear weapons because we don't really have a good way to get rid of that shit. So yeah. I, I think that that's really what this was getting at is that like, oh, the Atlanteans have their own version of this kind okay. of thing. Fair. Fair. Yeah, that's that was the vibe that I was getting. There was a there was a lot of overtones to this movie as far as that kind of shit goes. You know what I mean? Um I don't know that like did you did you feel that it got preachy at any point or do you think that it rode that line well? Preachy. I'm going to need you to expand upon that. Uh, like preachy consider and and this isn't me saying that like I don't believe in global warming or any shit like that, but like I also don't like when when like movies that I'm trying to enjoy get preachy, like Aquaman. You know. Oh, you mean about okay when it comes to global warming? I I I don't feel like it it went far enough as to where I would call it preachy. Okay. I I do feel like maybe it was heavy handed. I guess is the he- way I would say yeah, it because it, there were definitely. I would agree with that 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 it didn't go. It didn't go to the point of preachy, but it definitely got to the point of, I see what you're doing. Yeah. 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 It, uh, you know, they didn't like, uh, they didn't Al Gore us and get super serial. So super serial. Uh, they, they didn't do that. No. But, um, but you know, they definitely uh, gave us a light slap on the cheek with uh-huh. it and made sure we were paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I think the story though overall was fun, and honestly, this story is the kind of stories I like reading in Aquaman comic books. Where yes, he's a superhero, but I like when he kind of stays in his lane. Kind of like same with Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman stories where she's dealing with the other gods and she's dealing with that kind of realm of the DC universe. I like when Aquaman deals with all of like the fantastical elements. Of sure. the underwater kingdom, and the, because there's so much lore the to go seven through there. Seas. Yeah, so for me, I thought that the story was cool because that's the kind of Aquaman shit that I want to see. You know, it's cool when he teams up with the other heroes and does Justice League shit, but I like him underwater dealing with Atlantean problems. So I thought that that was pretty cool. I would agree with that. I like Aquaman a little bit more in his element. Um, and and this film definitely gave us that. And there are elements of the story here that I don't hate. Now, the the Black Manta villain vengeance part of things that we were already talking about, I don't necessarily hate that, but I didn't like that they went with the whole the artifact is more evil than Manta and it and it takes over. I didn't think that felt unnecessary. It kind of lessened Manta a little bit, especially at the end when you got the the switcheroo when it takes over Orm for a hot minute. Yeah, because Manta is already enough of a bad motherfucker. Yeah. I I didn't like that part of it. Yeah, like the 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 part of him kind of being taken over by it. I agree. I, I, I would have preferred him to just be so hell-bent on revenge that he doesn't care about what happens, which kind of is the case. But, you know, he was also being kind of toyed with yeah. into that. But, you know, if he could have just gotten the Black Trident and he he got it and it was powerful and it gave him what he needed to do what he wants to do, and that alone, I think would have been enough. Yeah, rather than him becoming a puppet. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, I did think that the ending, like the climax when Atlantis attacks and tries to stop the uh, the unleashing of that ancient force that was locked away in the ice. I, saw, I thought that was cool. You know, I thought it was a pretty pretty cool climax, other than the fact that, again, uh, Mira was barely at play when she probably should have been the most important person in that entire sequence. But again, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Maybe. Uh, I liked uh, I liked uh, Patrick Wilson though coming back and fuck yeah teaming up with uh, with Momoa again though like I he was the best part of the movie he in was my opinion one of the best parts it, yeah that because I could definitely see that argument this because this this movie did a good job of kind of let, letting you see that yeah Orm had some bad ideas but like it was interesting because the way that they did it was like. You know, he was in jail. He's been jailed. And when he gets broken out, he says, I'm going to go back because I owe that to Atlantis. You know what I mean? Like they started like doing things to make you kind of redeem him in your mind. 
Yeah. And, uh, and I thought that they did a great job of doing that overall by the end of the film. And if there was a third one, I would have looked forward to seeing him come back and be like just straight up, you know, anti-hero or, you know, shade of gray hero Orm. Yeah. He got a cool redemption storyline. He did. And, and I really think that him and Momoa uh, brought out some of the best moments in one another on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that sometimes the but like the buddy adventure thing went a little overboard though, because you know all the awful shit that's happening. It did seem at times though that Arthur was a little too jovial and having a good time, and I'm like, bro, the awful shit is happening. Stop having so much fun. Yeah, that's fair. Like it, that's it, fair. It, that got a little too much for me at at times, and I know that they were trying to play you know Orm off as the straight lace. And they're like tr- trying to show you the difference between the two brothers. I just thought they took it overboard with Arthur in some of those scenes. Yeah. And also, this isn't, you know, like prime DCEU where everything is super grimdark. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I didn't necessarily want Aquaman to be grimdark, but, you know, he was like, he was just having a lot of fun. He was. He was. But I don't, I don't know that Momoa's ever been on screen and not had fun. Right. I think if he was trying to kill the everybody in Fast and the Furious, he was still having fun. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I would one. have I'm fun doing that. I'd have fun doing that that's, too. That's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, man. I story wise, I, I I mean they're they're not winning any Oscars for this shit. But I I also didn't think the story was horrible. I like the. Orm redemption redemption storyline. I didn't like that Manta had to be mind controlled to be supposedly even worse than he already is. But other than that, I thought it was a pretty standard comic book based storyline for all the good and bad that goes with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got a much less charming Randall Park character with uh, Dr. Stephen Shin because in the DCU, he's just kind of like a lackey for yeah. black manta yeah he is but i mean i still like randall park well and great. we needed him though because since they chose to take over manta's mind and mm-hmm. make him a puppet we needed the human element of the villain yeah yeah and we needed someone to see it happening from afar yeah like to that like something's wrong here so uh unfortunately mr uh, park was a little bit more story device than he was character in this one he was he very much was yeah but, I mean, Stephen Shin really is like a, very much like an ancillary character to the Aquaman mythos anyway. Uh, before we talk about the the elephant in the room, let's let's talk about other stuff. I thought the CGI in this movie... I hope movie... it's not an elephant because it'll shit on your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> Amber heard shit on Johnny Depp's pillow. Yeah, she did. Or at least on his bed. <laughs> uh, anyway, but... No, um, I thought the CGI for the movie was pretty good, not great, but it was good enough that I, that I didn't, it didn't like take me out. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed, it was uh, like a B. Yeah, it was a B. Like for instance, the Brine King was a lot of fun. He was. Yeah. And I thought that that was good enough. And, uh. I, I liked the the kingfish was another good oh one. kingfish yeah and I, I and fucking Martin Short as like this <laughs> evil pimp fucking character <laughs> I like that yeah I can't be mad about that that was fun <sighs> uh, I also enjoyed the uh, the giant seahorse whose name I can't think of at the moment I thought that was a nice nod to storm. classic storm yeah yeah nice nod to classic Aquaman indeed. Uh, even though I've, I've just always, I've always thought like you don't need that. You swim faster than that thing can. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh, and the the octopus was fun. Wonder Woman doesn't need a jet. You're <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. like don't come on, Zach. Don't come on. You don't pull the thread. Okay, <laughs> come on. God damn, It'll all Zach. unravel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, music was good. CGI was good enough. Uh, I, I liked the costumes. I thought that though there were there were times when I was like, Jesus, they add a lot of padding to that Aquaman costume because Jason Momoa is a big fucker. Yeah, but he ain't that big. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but I also think that the uh, the shiny gold makes him like on screen. I think it makes him seem even bigger. Yeah, probably. You know, like yeah. just like the 
the awe of that costume, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The costumes look good. Action sequences. There was a lot of really fun action stuff in this movie. There was. Especially getting to see the brothers working together. Some of the underwater stuff, I thought, went a little more fast-paced than I care for. Yeah. But but I I do agree that overall the action sequences were good. Yeah. I mean, the it's funny because the movie is over two hours long, and yet there, there were times where I felt the plot went too fast. And I think that the plot went too fast because, here we go. They cut Amber Heard out so much. And granted, folks, I'm not like I'm not sitting here saying release the herd cut, but <laughs> also an episode title. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but what I, but also what I'm saying is that her character was you can just tell from what the story is. Her character is so fucking important to this to this movie or was supposed to be and they had to try so hard to make her not important like yeah there's probably a cut of this film that exists where aquaman looks like a single parent that's basically what this movie did look like yes but that's what i'm saying like in this film she's there but it's like she's a fucking ghost in the room yeah. that nobody wants to fucking acknowledge. Even even when they're sitting on the throne and she gives the advice that drives that next segment of the yep. film, mm-hmm. everybody is still acting like, why the fuck do we have to pay any attention <laughs> to this bitch? Like, why is this woman here? <laughs> just... It's even at even at home, fucking phenomenon, when, dude. When you're li- when you're at the house and you're with Tom and Arthur Curry and the baby, it's like, where is Mira? And she, I think she only shows up twice at the at the happy house scenes. The only one who really treats her like a person at all in any sequence, I think, is is Tom, the dad. You think? I think so. There's there was one moment between the two of them where it seemed like they actually had an interaction. Where they treated that, her like she was there and that she was a person. Yes, that, that she was a, <laughs> that she was that she had corporeal form. <laughs> that, was, that was the fucked up thing about this movie. Because one of the most important things is that little <sighs> Arthur Jr. gets fucking stolen. Who's gonna want to kill the motherfucker that steals their baby the most? The mom. The mom. And yet we get like one scene of her emoting about it, and then she takes back seat to fucking Orm and Arthur through the whole sequence of storming the castle and getting the baby back. You know, and like as a character, Mira would have been leading that fight whether Arthur liked it or not. She would have been in the throne room fighting fucking Black Manta. And and yet, like she's pulling up the rear, and she's ba- like they they cut her so fucking hard that it made it difficult. To watch the movie at times for me because I'm like, oh, I can tell that you had to, you had to pretend she wasn't there, but you, there were just some scenes you couldn't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it would have. I think it would have been better if they would have just killed her. If they had just recut it and killed her and and like because when when she gets shot in the chest with the that ray or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's how they're doing it. They're just going to kill her right there. But even if they had done it then, at that point, the film is basically almost over. No, no, that was early. That was when he. That was when Black Manta goes to Atlantis and steals all the, the Goopa Blob, whatever that stuff oh, was. okay. So yeah, you could have right, killed her early right. in the movie and then just added a couple scenes of Momoa being sad and you could have moved on and, and just cut her cut her fucking completely out. But you didn't. You left it disjointed as fuck and made it really awkward when she's there and she's having feelings and no one's fucking paying attention to her feelings. <laughs> Further proof that nobody nobody even wants to acknowledge her fucking existence. She just took this huge energy beam to the chest. And she's laying there dead. Almost. And Momoa comes in and he still barely acknowledges. And we get one scene <laughs> where she she's, almost died. We get like a 30 second scene where she's in the hospital in, in Atlantis hospital. And, it just, and, 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 oh. and then it just moves on. And Momoa just 100% moves on. Listen, I'm not saying that. Uh, I mean, look, the, the good ship DCEU was already sinking. Wasn't nothing going to save it. 
it's probably a good thing. Because if that ship was still sailing along in any capacity, does this film sink it? I don't know about that, but it sure leaves a big gaping fucking hole in the hall. It would. This movie would have just continued the dialogue of the DCEU isn't great. And it would have just continued that. It would have, like, People would have been... I mean, basically, that's what people are saying. It's like, it's fine. Because that's all it is. It's fine. It could have been good. And I, you know... Again, I, I'm not like a I'm not like a giant Amber Heard supporter, but I will say that what you had to do to this movie to get rid of her as much as you could really fucked your movie up. Yeah, it did. It did. Because there were there were points where she was important and it's clear you had to cut it because mm-hmm. you didn't want her there and it fucking made the scenes awkward. 100%. And it felt it felt so weird having all these like family moments where the family isn't there. Like Mira's not there. It's just Arthur and the baby and his dad. And it makes him seem like a single parent. It dro- it kind of drove me nuts after a little bit, honestly. It sucks, man. It really does cuz we already highlighted some of the good stuff here. It's not like everything here is horrible, no. but this it really fucked some shit up. It did. It totally did. It was disjointed is the word like like that is the buzzword for me it made the movie disjointed cutting her and uh and and it i I think that it made the plot move along too quickly because you probably had to cut a lot of scenes where she was there and talking and people were paying attention to her (laughs) because you basically had to cut every fucking scene where someone acknowledged her existence (laughs) which is so fucked up it is it's really (laughs) fucked up it is like I mean, damn, dude, like... Because <laughs> it wasn't even like, you know, when people do that in movies and it's on purpose to be funny, it's funny. But this was just mean. <laughs> but, but at the same time, we wanted them to be meaner <laughs> and just cut that. Well, because there's a point There's a point in time where you just kind of have to. Yeah. You know, and they didn't. And that no. was the problem. They did, they, you know, uh, take, the, uh, take the pun for what it is, but they needed to cut bait even more than they fucking did. And you know it, every everything about it shows here, like all all of the scenes where I mean, it, regardless of of how you might have felt about the whole uh, Depp versus Herd thing, like just after watching somebody get dragged through that whole thing again, regardless of how much it was or or wasn't their own fault. How the fuck do you see that person on screen and and not immediately cringe? It just <laughs> like it it gives you a bad feeling. And I'm I hate feeling that way because I like like cards on the table, Amber Heard as Mira was one of my really uh more favorite things about the first Aquaman. I, I thought I liked that her as she Mira. did a great job with that character. I thought they used her and her power set in a very fun, interesting way. Yeah. And it just it sucks. Everything about this fucking sucks. Yeah. Agreed. Man, that scene where they they get to the house and Tom Curry is like dying and she is and and she's like seeing the house on fire and it's like where is the baby and she gets this moment where like there is like the horror of being a mother and your baby is missing and they just fucking floated on past it and just yeah it, they did and they, like literally just like they you see her emoting and like having this breakdown of a mother with like where her baby is gone and and it literally they just fucking blew past it it just it was so and then and then when Arthur Arthur is like I'm gonna go get our son back there's no way that Mira doesn't go there is no way that's just not no you know it's it sucks but even though like I said seeing her on on screen made me feel cringy like it didn't bother me honestly I, I honestly like I would have either I wish they would have gone more extreme one way or the other. Either tried harder to make her not matter. Or, or just leave it. Or just leave it the way it was supposed to fucking be. I think they should have just left it. I mean, maybe. Because, because I mean, flat out, 
Like, you took all that time and went through all that shit to cut her out of this movie, and yet you still released Ezra, Mil- Ezra Miller's Flash. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller did a lot more fucked up shit than Amber Heard. Wow. Revelation, You released Zachary. an entire film about a big piece of shit. <laughs> no, no, no! Starring a big piece of shit. Starring. Don't make it sound like the Flash is You're, a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Starring Get a big right. piece of shit. Yeah, and yet you spent all that time to fuck your own movie up to remove Amber Heard from Aquaman. I think that's just stupid. I can definitely see your argument, dude. I, I definitely do because I, I would have rather seen full Amber Heard version of whatever was supposed to be because I think it it just say what you will about her and how much uh, everybody wanted to you know exclude her given uh, who she revealed herself to be as a person I'm not arguing with any of that I'm just talking about as a movie goer that shit probably would have been better if you let her play the role she was supposed to fucking play yep yeah I agree I agree. And I guess with that, Chad, let's give our final thoughts and our pudding pops. Of course, pudding pops, one out of ten pudding pops in a box. One being the worst. Actually, we've gone lower than one being the worst because you could eat half a pudding pop. That's true. So uh, how many pudding pops are you giving Aquaman the Lost Kingdom? I want to say before I do this that uh, for anybody who hasn't heard me go on record about it, Zach and I both kind of keep like, you know, running lists of like what's our favorite films in in the respective DC universes Mm -hmm. or MCU. And for anybody who doesn't know, the first Aquaman was like at the top of my list. I yeah, think it which was, was shocking to me. I think it was legitimately the best DC EU film in in a lot of fucking ways. That plus everything we just said about this film that is not a negative makes it very hard for me to say this. But all the problems we pointed out are too fucking glaring. It's just it's 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 a it's a bad scene, bro. Four out of ten pudding pops. Oh my. Yeah, I mean a fun Jason Momoa, an excellent reprisal of Orm by Patrick Wilson. Uh and and Yaya Abdul Mateen just being a bad motherfucker as always. They could not save the disjointed fuckery of this film, and I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 Pudding Pops. I mean, it just... In one way, I'm sad, because I very much like the first Aquaman, and it would have been cool to get a good send-off. Yeah. But in another way, do you remember me saying not too many months ago that I kind of hope this sucks... So that it's a little bit easier <laughs> to, to let say go. goodbye to the DC. I was just sitting here thinking Wish that. Wish granted. Yep. Wish granted. Thank you all very fucking much. Yep. And good night to the DCEU, the Snyderverse, the whatever the fuck history will reveal it to be called. Because it done. Yes. The Snyderverse goes out not with a scream, but with a whimper. And there you go. There we go. Yep. Spiel? I guess so, guy. <laughs> I guess so. Let's not Okay, like we're just going to leave Amber Heard in the spiel so that the spiel is better today, okay? <laughs> no. So Amber, remember your line, you're going to talk about Facebook. <laughs> no. <laughs> you bad, dude. You, you, uh, but you know, like we could say whatever we want, and we're still not the most controversial thing on the internet. Because did did you see any of that Cat Williams shit just before we oh, get to the God to, to the spiel here? That's all. We, we got a couple we, minutes. We got a couple minutes just before we get to the spiel. That shit was wild. Dude. <laughs> okay, look, I have to ask because I've been and anybody who consumed it, I've been asking them on a scale of one to ten. 
how full of shit is he on on any of it? I don't know. I don't I don't know Cat Williams as a per like well, literally I don't know him as a person. But I mean like even as like a comedian, I don't know his history really. Using your best bullshit meter. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like the thing he he seems like the kind of dude who doesn't give a shit about Aaron Dirty Laundry. That mm-hmm. was kind of the vibe that I got. Where he's just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> you know, and like so that was the vibe that I was getting. So I was like, ooh shit, he's putting people on blast. <laughs> like, Cedric the fucking entertainer. He ain't funny. You know, <laughs> like hey, fat motherfucker. You know, like, <laughs> like, like some of it I was like, Yeah, I see his point. You all are welcome that I got Zach to do his Cat Williams before the show is <laughs> over. Y'all are welcome. Just putting that out there. Um, listen, dude, I got to tell you, I like Cat Williams. I'm not like such a particular fan that I'm just going to eat up whatever he says. No. I'm, I'm not that guy. It, you know, if Dave Chappelle was sitting in that seat, that's a different, <laughs> different thing. But but no, seriously, like I, I like Cat, but I've never been like, you know, that kind of fan where he was concerned. And I got to tell you. As I was watching that that podcast, and I watched it in entirety, I I couldn't help myself. I kept seeing too many fucking clips on TikTok. <laughs> I had to go actually just watch the full fucking thing. That's where I watched it on TikTok. Well, yeah. that's but I mean, then you've got the bulk of it. But yeah. if you didn't watch the whole thing, I would highly fucking recommend it because there is some shit in there, man. And I tell you what, the crazy part: there are receipts for this shit. Yeah. Okay. What like did you hear the part where he was talking about Mark Curry? You remember the dude from Hanging with uh-huh. Mr. Cooper? Yep, yep. Yeah, Some, he was, wasn't somebody he talking went, about um Steve Harvey kind of ripping off Tom Curry or Tim Curry. Mark Curry. Mark Curry. Yeah. Shit. No, yeah. Dude, dude, somebody went and found an interview where Mark Curry basically says all the same like he confirms it, and this is from years ago. Oh wow. You know? And then there's there's like a, a part of it where they even found where Mark had this uh, skit worked out about Halloween that he would do on stage. And then there's a part later where, where Steve totally stole that shit. Oh, so he fuck like Steve like, Harvey's totally Carlos fucking Mencia-ing people's Dude, stuff. like, and but not just him. Like, the, the, the stuff Cat Williams was saying, here's the thing. If you look up all the shit, like, follow the thread of everything his... Mm-hmm. Club Shay Shay, because that's the name of that podcast. I'll give him a shout out, even though I don't fucking like Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Um, but but his his Club Shay Shay podcast, like if you follow that thread, you will find all this shit. And yeah, some of the people that he said some things about responded, but you know what? None of them are saying that he was wrong. That he's lying. Yeah, none of them are saying that. <laughs> they have responses. They have things to say, but none of them are just flat out being like, no, he's a liar. No, he's full of shit. None of them. That's, yeah. Come on, dude. Plus, Ice Cube basically verified most of the shit Cat Williams said. I didn't catch any of the stuff that he may have must have said about Ice Cube, but I did see Ice Cube released a video and seemed real somber yeah, in the video. Yeah, yeah. And the reason he he kept that tone is because he was trying to very quietly support Cat Williams, but but there was like one or two things that got said there that that he wasn't behind and he couldn't support him fully. Mm. That was the vibe I got. My opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion. You know. Gotcha. But dude, just crazy shit. Sorry, since I realized we had a couple minutes before the spiel, I figured I'd work that in because that like, dude, I don't know if you're really paying attention or not. But when that shit dropped, it it was one of those things. I mean, you want to talk about breaking the internet. Yeah. I saw the videos on TikTok. And then I went home the next day. And by the time I was watching the YouTube video later that night, 15 million views. Oh, wow. I was like, holy fuck. I knew it was I knew it was blowing up because it just like it kept popping up in my TikTok feed. And I'm like. There's no reason for Shannon Sharp to be in my TikTok feed. Yeah, but yeah. that's why, because that shit was breaking the internet. It got into everybody's algorithm, dude. Yeah. It was, <laughs> and it was it's pretty because wild. it's full of good stuff, dude. It was, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. 
I I I know that there's probably some things that uh, that he like blew up for storytelling effect. Sure, but he is still Cat Williams. Yeah, but but like I don't know, man. Like I said, how 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 do you call him full of shit when like the people that he was attacking and accusing aren't coming out and calling him full of shit? Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, man. Now spiel. Now spiel. All right. <laughs> first things first. Hit us up on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star review. Couple it with a user review, and a shout out could be yours at our whim. Amber, tell about the Facebook. Just kidding. We cut her out. Ah, take that. <laughs> but just know she's emoting really hard over here, and we're gonna ignore her. Head over to Facebook, like us there. Everything we do comes to your newsfeed. Uh, you can also hit us up on X if if you're into that. Uh, at TFD Nerdcast, at Z underscore Irish underscore Red, and at One Angry Fat Dude. All of those tags are also available on Instagram. If that's more your jam, where you could also catch Zach's other podcasting efforts at the comics that we love. Indeedly do. And, of course, you don't need to download the show. You could just stream that bitch using Spotify or Deezer or Amazon Music. Half the ones that we used to say now don't exist. That's how long we've been doing this show. Dude, that's crazy, Because right? isn't Google Podcasts gone, too? I'm pretty sure that one no, is No, Google Podcasts is still a is thing. Is it still around? Yeah. Stitcher's gone. Yeah. I thought Google Podcasts was on its way out. I hope not, because then, then I'll need another new podcaster. Oh, really? Yeah, Google oh. Podcasts is what I've oh, been okay. using. Shit. Okay, I don't use it, so I didn't know if it still existed or not. Yeah, we're good. But we're very accessible. If somebody <laughs> wants to find us, just tell them to pick whatever podcaster they want. They could also go to a website. What website's that? There we go. Uh, that would be twofatdudes.podomatic.com Where the fat first grew Because the clicks matter Indeed they do And last but not least for the mousy little fucks in the audience You don't like social media You don't like people seeing what you have to say But you do want to reach out to the TFD To the two fat dudes You could do so privately At our very public email address Which is twofatdudes at hotmail.com Chad how do they spell that? T-O-O F-A-T D-U-D-E-Z Clap if you love Zachary! <laughs> <laughs>